You are listening to The Marketing Guide with me, your host, Laura O'Mahony, an online marketing educator, mother of boys and pizza lover. This is the podcast that helps make marketing simple for small business owners and entrepreneurs. Each week, we bring you bite-sized actionable tips, strategies and hacks to help grow your business online. If you're ready to do the work and grow your online presence and stand out in a crowded space, then you're in the right place. Now it's time to jump into today's episode, so let's get going. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 30 of The Marketing Guide with me, your host, Laura O'Mahony. So as I promised in last week's episode, this episode is a really, really good one. I have an interview with Carmen Kendrick. Um, She is a WordPress expert and a website expert and she shares with us a lot of her knowledge like what are the most common mistakes people make when it comes to their website, what's the best way to keep visitors on your website, Um, why would you recommend WordPress over other website platforms Um, and a little bit about SEO and lots more too. So it's a really good episode and I hope that you enjoy it. So let's get into it. Today's episode is brought to you by Flowdesk, which is my go-to email marketing solution. You can create beautiful email newsletters that subscribers will love to get, and they have stunning templates that are very easy to edit and add your own touch. So if you want to get a 30-day credit card for your trial, click the link in the show notes below, and you also can get a 50% off for life coupon code when you sign up at my link. So happy email. So Carmen, thanks a million for joining me on the show. I'm really, really excited to chat to you, and it's... Brilliant. You're like on the whole other side of the world and here we are, we connected through Instagram and I love that. I just absolutely, that's what I love about Instagram. Um, so I suppose, tell me a little bit about yourself, how you got um, started doing what you're doing and what your background is really. Okay, so this is like my 342nd um, different change in like my title and what I do. But right now I'm going by the title of Digital Consultant and what I'm doing right now is helping businesses manage their WordPress websites because WordPress can be a beast, especially like when you're trying to do other things within inside of your business. Um, but I started out um, with an e-commerce store about eight years ago. And the issue was that I was, um, I had a very nice looking Wix website, but the thing was the back end, um, there was no order management. So it wasn't sending out any emails or anything. And I'm like, this can't be it. So I went over to Shopify. So that first time, the first um, Wix website, I had a company to design for me. Um, but I couldn't afford to like, you know, hire somebody on Shopify design because they did have all those backend features that I needed. So um, I just kind of ended up DIYing it myself and just, you know, out of limited business knowledge and just learning as I, as I went along, I kind of just said, hey, I'm just going to continue to try to keep tweaking it. And I mean, some kind of way I ended up over on WordPress <laughs> after like different platforms later. And I was like, you know what? I've been doing this for a while. Maybe I can offer it as a service. And that was like four years ago. And I've been pretty much rocking with it ever since. You've been doing it ever since. That's cool. And I had a similar kind of backstory to you. I had an e-commerce store as well for like eight years um, and kind of the same. I was doing all the marketing, doing all the things. And, you know, people had always come to you and say, you know, how do you do such and such a thing? Or exactly. your website looks great. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And you're like, yep, <laughs> this is a job in this for me. Um, So why you just talked a bit about Wix there and that you did have a, a website on there. Why would you recommend uh, people use use WordPress over the likes of Wix or Weebly or Squarespace or any of those other platforms? Yeah, so if budget is not a concern, which I know is hardly not the case with a small business, um, I recommend WordPress because of one, the ownership that comes with it, and then two, just a long-term flexibility of the platform. 
what I find is when I work with a client or I talk to my other friends that are in business, they are on like Wix or Squarespace, is when they want to add a membership site, they have to go over to Teachable. And Teachable is like $300 a month yeah. um, for that service. However, with WordPress, like you can just buy a plugin that may be a one-time cost of $300 and you have a membership site on your own website. So that's the biggest thing for me. However, I don't knock anybody that do use those other platforms. You use what you have to get started. And of course, you can always upgrade later. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's the key thing is that like a lot of people see those ads, those Wix ads and think, oh, this looks really easy and I can develop my own website. But they realize there's key things that you really need in a website. And if you're not a web developer, you're not somebody that's into that. You don't know those things. Right. Um, and there is certain pitfalls and certain downfalls with those. But as I said, they're great for people getting started and, you know, that are not in the position to right. say, make that investment in their business at that point. Um. They, and when they are ready, then they're moving up to WordPress um, or, as you said, Shopify, if it's an e-com store. But obviously you can integrate uh, e-commerce into WordPress, too. What are, I suppose, the most common mistakes you see people making um, with their websites? Yeah, so they don't include their websites in their marketing strategy. Um, I know a lot of people, especially if they design their own sites, it kind of just it feels like a business card where you put all your information on there. And when somebody asks for it, you kind of just give it out. But other than that, you have no idea what happens to it. It probably goes in the trash can. So I think that people, we kind of bypass like what the website is really for and just focus all of our efforts into social media. But to be honest, social media is just introducing you to your audience and your website is where you actually sell to them and get them on your email list. And so I think that people miss that key step of making the website a part of their marketing strategy. Exactly. I think the website, uh, the social media is asking the question, will you go on a date? And the website is asking the question, when you marry me? Exactly. I think it was Donald Miller said that. Um, All the wooing. I like to say like the email marketing part once they sign yeah. up, like the wooing process. And then you ask, you know, let's get married. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <myself>. exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So maybe the, the website is, will you get engaged to me <laughs> or will you be my fiance? Right, right. <laughs> you, you spark my interest enough. You know, yeah. I, I kind of want to see what's going on. Let's see if we can make it, you know, a thing. So I like that. Perfect analogy. <laughs> exactly. So then when you do get the visitors onto your website and they're there, how do you get them to stay on your website? Or what are the key things that you can, you can do to get them to stay on the website longer? Yeah, so um, with the pages, I think that when you, uh, if you're not thinking about it as like, I guess as a designer or somebody that's in marketing, we want to keep them on the site. And the way we do that is at the end of the page, because people, um, they're known to do more scrolling. So we think that they go to the navigation, but they're really just scrolling down the page because um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter has all trained us to just scroll when we get on the website. So at the bottom of the page, I know a lot of people miss out on this is having some type of call to action, which is saying like, hey, check out my services. Hey, learn more about us. Just telling them to go somewhere else on the website, because once I get to the end, I mean, I'm just a regular consumer. I'm not that savvy. And I'll just probably just click off the site because I didn't see something that sparked my interest as I was scrolling down the page. So we want to always make sure we use some type of call to action at the very end of the page. Um, some other things are just uh, making it interactive. Um, you don't have to go all crazy with like different effects and fireworks and <laughs> different things, but just something that just kind of just, you know, awes the person because usually if there's some type of where something's sliding into the website, I'm going to watch it till it slides in and that's taking time for me to watch it. So everything is kind of slowly appearing on the page versus just kind of just all coming up at one time. So 
things like that. It sounds simple, but it keeps people on the site so much longer. Exactly. And what's your thought on lead magnets then? I seen yesterday actually on your Instagram stories, you were uh, getting a lead magnet ready. So what's your thoughts on that um, for, let's say, getting them to, to stay on a bit longer and to sign up? Yeah, so I think lead magnets can be tricky. I made the mistake as well when I first learned about them. I, Because I'm very careful not to say freebie nowadays. Yes. Yeah. Um, because freebies can like literally be anything and they're usually not very helpful to anyone. So lead magnets, I always recommend like, you know, reverse engineer from the purchase back to when, when someone first realized that you maybe have the, uh, the solution to their problem. And so I use the example of I'm working with a client now, they're a realtor and they have this, one of their ideal clients. She is, um, she saw one of her family members close on her home. And now she's wondering, like, what can I do or what's the process to buy a home? So when she comes to them, her question is always, what's the process? And so instead of, like, having to answer that question a million times, you make a lead magnet. Um, and you attract people that are just like that person. And you get them on your email list and you continue to market to them until they're ready to buy, buy the home, which may not be right away, maybe six months, a year later. It depends on how, I guess, together this stuff is, so... That's a very part of lead magnets being relevant and to your ideal clients. Yeah, I think that's a really good point and have it relevant completely to your to, to what you're doing and your business and to the end product that you're selling as well because I see lots of people like just doing random lead magnets and it's nothing got at all to do what they're what they're selling or what they're you know what they're offering is. Um and they've just kind of maybe looked and saw somebody else doing that lead magnet and thought, Oh, I'll make my own version of that. So exactly. it is really there is a lot of talk goes into it, but once you do it once, it's done forever and it's it's there and I'm a massive fan I'd like create a lead magnet for everything if I could but um yeah it's they do work definitely they do work but it is that putting that thought process into it um behind it um so going back to WordPress um a bit so is there a lot of maintenance and upkeep and for somebody that's never had any experience with WordPress it can be quite daunting. I know myself when I first started using WordPress, I actually started using it like I couldn't tell long, long time ago. I had a blog about advertising when I was in college. Um, so that's going back a long time. But um, for somebody that's never used it and it's kind of overwhelming, is there a lot of maintenance and upkeep and that you have to do on the back end of the website? Yeah, unfortunately, yes. But this is how I will give you the analogy of that. WordPress is like owning your home. So like, yeah, you move into this fabulous new home, you love it, but you know, when the plumbing breaks, you're responsible for finding someone to fix it. Or if you're feeling handy, you can do it yourself um, versus another platform like Squarespace or Wix where you're renting, you know, your website and they handle all that for you. And so it just depends, you know, if you, uh, what you value more, some people value ownership, some people value, hey, I don't have to worry about any of that stuff. So, but yeah, it does have, you know, some upkeep, but I think it just comes down to ownership if you prefer ownership or if you prefer to rent and have somebody else deal with the bigger problems. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's a really good way of looking at it. And like it it's not like it's not overly difficult. You literally log in and it tells you what needs to be updated and you know, so it's it's not a major um you know setback and as you said you can pay someone to do it like you'd pay a plumber to come and fix your house you can pay someone to you know do that maintenance contract every month or every week or whatever so it's not a major um let's say thing that's going to stop you having a wordpress website sure it's not really. exactly. 
cool um so just talking a bit about launching what are the key things that people can do if they are you know going ahead and they're launching a website and they're maybe getting someone like yourself to design the website and you know do all that what are the key things um that they can do to prepare for a launch um to ensure that when they do launch the website that it's successful okay yeah so i would definitely um Prior, maybe like a week in advance, I would do something on social media where I'm talking about, you know, just little things like, hey, we're getting a new website. I've seen people kind of like a countdown and they have like, you know, five days away, and three days away. And that's really cute. And then I also like when people gamify their website launch experience. So um, you can do something like a scavenger hunt, um, just different things throughout your website. And you can offer a prize and that encourages people to kind of just look through it. Um, another thing is offering like some kind of focus group. So before the website goes live, you can offer people to, hey, come take a look around, tell us what you think. And that just kind of gets people like, you know, I always want to be like the first person to like look at things. So um, that's a great way to do it. But just little things like that um, can help so much with your launch and getting people like ready for it. Oh, that's really cool. I really like the scavenger. I never actually thought of that. That's a really, really good way of, yeah. you know, getting them to come on and find maybe the three clues hidden on the, the web page or whatever. That's really, really good. And they're seeing all of your stuff, yeah. which is great. You exactly. Because it's so hard to get people to come on and look on all the pages of the website when you right. launch. Usually they'll come on, look on the homepage, maybe one or two other pages and that's it. They're gone. So that's a really, really good idea. Um, I really like that. I'm going to steal that for myself. Yes, <laughs> definitely um so that is launching what are the best ways then i suppose to generate so you have the people coming onto your website you've done all the the scavenger hunts you've launched the website um if you want to generate leads um from your website or inquiries or get them to download um your lead magnet is another alternative what are the best ways to do that yeah, so the flow of your website should be built so that they can make that inquiry to work with you. Because I work with mainly service providers, so e-commerce is probably going to be a little bit more different. And I won't speak on that, um, but sometimes I'll go on a website and I'll go to the services page and they maybe have three services, but there is no like button or call to action what to do next. And, you know, everybody is not clear to go to the contact page. So making sure that flow is together, um, that makes a really big difference. And of course, even if they're not ready to go to that contact page to work with you, just make sure you have opt-ins, you know, scattered throughout your website. And you can get very um, specific and precise on how opt-ins land, depending on what page you're on, um, just different things like that. So definitely making sure the flow is um, the flow makes sense on your website and then also just strategically placing the lead magnet opt-ins throughout the site as well. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, because it does it does have to flow and it does have, you know, a whole rhythm to it, essentially. And as you said, you're reverse engineering that whole process um, from the lead magnet, but you're going even further with that when you're trying to get them, you know, when you're trying to put that website together, you're thinking right. of how the person is going to use it. Um, so hiring a professional to do your website for you, they're going to do all that work. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's the part I wish I could just really get into, um, you know, my clients head or just people that's listening in about the website. Like, yes, like Wix and Squarespace, I love their commercials. But one thing I noticed about Squarespace commercial, and it was mainly just focusing around 
The website is what makes your business real. So yeah, the website does make your business real, but we wanted to actually, you know, you know, help your business to make money, which it can do. And so that's what I think that sometimes we miss on those platforms. Like, yeah, it's very easy to get one up, but we wanted to actually help you make money, which is the reason why we're all in business. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not like a lot of people would say, you know, a website is it's so expensive. I've often heard people and clients over the years saying that to me. It's very, but it's it's a huge investment. And it's like if you don't have a physical store, it's essentially your shop window and how people are going to engage and interact with you. So like, do you want them to come on and see something that's, you know, completely unprofessional or do you want to have that really good professional look? And you'll only get that if you make that investment um, in, in your business, really, you know, so. That's why I would always suggest to people to go that route if they can afford it um, and to look at it as an investment rather than it being yeah. something it's expensive. It's all about mindset. It's definitely all about mindset. Exactly. Because the return is there. I see it myself. You know, I designed my own website at the start and, you know, it was in Weebly and it was it just didn't look great. It didn't look professional. And like, I just didn't want to make that jump over to WordPress. But the minute I did make that jump, there was more sales, more inquiries, you know, because it just had that professional look. And it's, you know, it's not embarrassing then to send somebody to your website because it actually looks good. Looks um, <laughs> matter. Looks It does. It completely does. Um. So that's generating their your leads um so let's talk a little bit about seo so search engine optimization for people who are listening that might not know what that is um what are some things that people can do to optimize their website with um you know so they're showing up in in google more yeah so seo is um i feel like it's two parts to it there's a very more advanced part but in order to get into the more advanced part you have to have the correct foundation Um, So things like, um, I talked about this yesterday on my live, if you take professional pictures, a lot of times those pictures will have like JPEG, one, two, three, four, like this very long number in it. And what you want to do is actually rename those images before you upload them to your site. You want to resize them because usually they're like a 4K high resolution image. And you don't need that because when you do upload, it makes your site really slow. And search engines, they look at how fast your website load. So if it has a really large image, it's going to take longer for it to load. And then also, if you Google something, you can click on images. And so um, Google isn't a person. It can't actually see what those images are. How they tell what those images are is by you describing what that what they are. So that's name your images. And then once they're actually on the site, there's a thing called the alt tag where you describe what the image is. And that's also important for like, you know, hearing impaired or visually impaired people so that it can still know what's going on on your website without them having to actually be able to look at it or whatever the case may be that may be where they can't just view as like, I guess, a normal person. I hate to say normal person, but. No, I know. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. As somebody who has good, good vision. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, so yeah, that's a really good point of naming the pictures. Um, and I would have done this in my e-commerce business and my competitors were always saying like, your, your pictures are always there every time I go in and it was all relating to, you know, that particular topic. Um, but that's what I was doing, you know, and it did really work. And then when you typed in that particular product, 
the whole page was nearly dedicated because none of them were doing that. They were all building their websites in Wix and, you know, all that. <laughs> yeah. So they weren't making that investment. So, yeah. But it is a really good idea because it does kind of, you know, it does show up your images, as you said, in Google. Um, and you are helping out people who are visually impaired then as well. Um, are there any plugins that you can use um, on WordPress then for SEO or what are the best ones? In your experience, yeah. so Yoast is um, spelled like Toast, but with a Y. Um, Yoast SEO is like one of the most popular. I've been hearing about another one called Rank Math, like math, um, science's cousin, math. <laughs> but um, that's another one that you can use, but I'm more familiar with the Yoast SEO. So you can put in a keyword, um, whatever you want to use for that page or post, and it's going to give you suggestions on how you can better use it, whether you're using it too much or stuffing it everywhere you can. And they're going to tell you like if your sentences are easy to read. So this gives you a lot of things that you can help improve on your poster page so it can hopefully rank in search engines. And that's really good. So if somebody was getting started with their SEO and they wanted to find out, say, the key terms relating to um, their business, where's the best way or what's the best way that they can um, search for keywords? Yeah, so there's a lot of tools out there. The free tool um, that people may not know about is Google AdWords. You don't have to run ads or have an account, but they have a tool inside of there called Keyword Planner. And you can actually use that free tool to look to see, um, maybe you sell, I don't know, donuts. And so you can see all the phrases that people are searching in relation to donut, how much is being searched and what's the competition um, for that keyword that's being searched. Another thing is like when you're writing content, I like to go to sites like Quora, um, Quora is like a big question site. It's yeah. a lot of different questions. And so you can find what people are asking or searching for. So a lot of times if you'll search a certain question, because I do this all the time, there, there's usually an answer that comes up from Quora anyway um, that helped me find the answer to my question. And there's another one that I just learned about last year. Um, I cannot think of it to save my life. <laughs> but it's another one that you can get really great ideas on like what content to write um, for your for your website, your blog. Is it answer the public? No. I think it is answer the public. I think yeah. it is. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that one as well. I use that all. I just love the visual display and the way they put all the right. put it yeah. all together. That's really, really good. I need to use it more, but yeah, that's another Same. one I always hear good things about. Yeah, no, that is really, really good. Um, so yeah, I think that's all my questions. I've run out of questions. <laughs> yeah, it was. So I have a quick fire round. I didn't send you this when I was sending you um okay. the prep for the podcast, but it's okay. just uh this or that, so we can get to know you a little bit better. Okay. So answer as quick as you can. Are you a city girl or a country girl? Country girl. <laughs> uh, do you like books or movies? Books. Nights in or nights out? Nights in. Summer or winter? Winter. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Early bird or night owl? Uh, it's been a mixture, but lately <laughs> early bird, 5 a.m. is my wake up time. I've seen that. I was like, oh my God. Because I was like, <laughs> you're five hours behind me here. And like, she's up for hours. I was like, what time is she getting up? <laughs> Someone said that to me recently. They were like, do you ever sleep? And I'm like... <laughs> I go to bed at nine and I wake up at five so it's, and you're you're super productive then you're getting all the work done before anybody's up <laughs> that's exactly. really good um so are you a pizza girl or a pasta oh that's a tough one um, <laughs> if I had to choose it would be pasta but if it's Friday probably pizza pizza um Netflix or Amazon Prime um oh wait wait 
So I've never watched Amazon's Prime videos, but I'm sure they're probably good. So I'll say Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Um, do you like um I have takeaway here, but that's what we call it in Ireland, but you call it takeout. Um takeout or eating out. Um takeout. Oh no, I'll say eating out because I would prefer to just sit there and get my food and I get it handed to you. Drive all the way home and smell it, smelling so good and having to feel like prepared and turn my TV on. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um are you do you like online shopping or shopping in store? Um, that is a tough one as well. Um, I'll say online shopping, but it's usually very specific when I do online shop. So I get you. Um, puppies or kittens? I know the answer to this already. Puppies, <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Your, your dog is so cute. I can't cope Thank with how cute she is. Um, are you an extrovert or an introvert? I am an introvert, as you can probably tell from some of my, uh, the first answers you asked, like everything's inside, books, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm definitely introverted. But to to um, talk to you, you don't seem that way, you seem like completely <laughs> uber extrovert and uber confident. And... Yeah, it's weird, like, I, I, my personality comes out, like, when it comes to, like, this activities, like, my social battery is very, yeah. very low when it comes to that, so... Yeah, that's all my questions. So the last one I have for you is where can people find you online? Um, and where the best place? Where do you hang out most online? Okay, yeah. So I am well, <laughs> I'm everywhere as at I am Carmen K and Carmen is spelled with the K and then also K on the end for my last name. Um, I'm on Twitter the most. Um, if you really want to hear my candid thoughts, get some good business knowledge, like I'm always sharing, maybe oversharing on Twitter. Uh, but second runner-up will be Instagram. So yeah, definitely catch me on Twitter. That is my favorite place so far. Yeah, I love your tweets. I absolutely love your <laughs> tweets. I just like, what I saw one one day and I was like, that's so inspiring. I'm gonna, it was like, stop oh. trying to make the thing perfect. It's perfect already. Go just do it. Do it. <laughs> yeah, but it's so right. I love it. Like I nice absolutely love it. <laughs> exactly. No, thank you so much for coming on the show. I've just been an absolute pleasure to have you and you're a mine of information and your Instagram is beautiful and your pictures and everything. It's just, and it's, I love your, your profile as well on Instagram. Like you share a lot of good knowledge, a lot of good tips. And then just the, it's so aesthetically pleasing as well when you look at it. So you do it. Yeah. Really I, I, I'm trying to be a bit better and showing up a bit more. I kind of go through phases of like posting every day and then I disappear for a month because <laughs> client work just gets too busy and I'm like no it's not a priority at the moment but um, yeah I'm trying to show I'm like if I showed up every day I could probably grow the account no problem but um, I enjoy the, the people that are on there and like connecting with people like you as I said like I'm in Ireland you're on the whole other side of the world but it's amazing that we're like you know connecting and doing this and that's that's what I love about Instagram you know creating those great relationships so yeah thanks so much um that was really really good so thanks a million for coming on the show thank you so much for having me i really enjoyed this so i hope you've enjoyed this episode and that you found lots of value in it so if you were enjoying the podcast or if you enjoyed this episode i'd love it if you could go leave me a review you can do that on android and on apple and um, it's really really easy it only takes a couple of seconds and if you do make sure you leave your name and your business name and i will give you a shout out on a future episode so yeah that's it for this week i hope you have a great week ahead and i'll see you in the next episode